This is MacabreCast Raw Cuts. Unscripted, unedited, and maybe just a little unsober. Hey Macabre Fiends, it's Phil, Macabre Brothers Original, coming to you with my Raw Cuts. For American Horror Story, Season 9, Episode 1, 1984, Camp Redwood. And I'm so stoked, it's the slasher season. Alright, so first, quick synopsis. Let's see if I can do this in like one or two minutes. We start in 1970 with a mass murder at Camp Redwood in the cabin where a threesome gets killed, but not just a threesome, everybody who is in this cabin, at least like 10 kids, 10 bodies that we see, and it's perpetrated by an unknown killer who we later learn to be Mr. Jingles. Then we fast forward to 1984, where we meet our main cast of characters. We got Montana, who's our sex pot. Brooke, she's the virgin. Chet, a.k.a. Gus Kenworthy. Yeah, it's played by actual Gus Kenworthy, like the uh, Olympic and X Games free skier. Um, But he's a failed Olympic athlete. We got Xavier, a wannabe actor and fitness instructor. We got Ray, the token black guy. Sorry to say, but um, as of this first episode, I really have no idea what else he does. Uh, Trevor. He's the beefcake older guy that shows up uh, as the activities director. And then we got the hiker who has met um, when our group of, uh, you know, sexy teenagers from Los Angeles decide that they don't want to spend the summer in Los Angeles. So they're going to go be camp counselors at the newly reopened Camp Redwood. And Camp Redwood is owned by Margaret Booth, who is a very intense evangelical Christian type letting us know that uh, God is their savior and uh, that this camp is all about God and that there will be no mixing of the genders. You know, the good old red and blue, there's no making purple sort of thing. Uh, But then in this very first episode, she also tells us the true story of the murder from 1970. And we learned she was the sole survivor of a rampage by one man named Mr. Jingles. And Mr. Jingles is first uh, introduced by Nurse Rita. She's kind of our world-weary city chick. Um, she, she, she talks tough. She is tough. And I can't wait to see where her character goes because she might get killed right away. If this was an original type of story or she could very well last just as long as the final girl who obviously is Brooke, our virgin. And also it helps that Brooke is uh, played by Emma Roberts, one of those AHS alums. And uh, when I was looking around, I was hearing that American Horror Story 1984 is kind of hated on by some diehard American Horror Story fans because it's missing two of the classic, classic veteran actors. No Evan Peters in this season and no Sarah Paulson. And that, oh man, that tore at me just a little bit. I was real bummed to see that there would be no Evan Peters or Sarah Paulson because honestly, they have played uh, more of my favorite characters in these shows than just about any other actor. And it's usually because they're given the most compelling lead roles because they can do so much with it. But I got faith. That Emma Roberts as our virgin, and even Billy Lord as the sex pot. I don't think she's going to die right away. As for uh, poor Gus Kenworthy, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how long he lasts. Um, His acting was pretty stiff in this first episode, especially when he has to uh, roid rage at everybody. Yeah, we learned that he's a failed uh, failed Olympic athlete because he tests positive for roids. Once they all get together and they learn the the mystery of uh, Mr. Jingles, then... We are taken to, you know, some of the typical slasher beats, Um, people getting chased around camp. We end up with a a dead person, the poor hiker, whose name we never learn. He ends up dead, murdered, hung by a door. 
And everybody else thinks that Brooke has lost her fucking marbles because she thinks that she saw Mr. Jingles stalking around camp. Meanwhile, we know Mr. Jingles has escaped because there's also an insane asylum in this season. <laughs> in the very first episode, we get a Dr. Loomis type character, you know, the mishmashing of uh, Friday the 13th and Halloween where Mr. Jingles escapes from an insane asylum, and that's where it takes us to. Leads us up to, uh, well, everybody thinks Brooke's a nutbag because she saw Mr. Jingles stalking around camp. Well, we'll see how nutty they think she is when Mr. Jingles starts stealing ears. Yeah, that's his fucking thing. There has not been a single season of American Horror Story I've seen that I did not like the opening episode. They're always so tight and well-paced, tell you exactly what you're in for, set up great characters, and that's one thing that American Horror Story, for all its faults, does a great job of. It knows the sort of horror that you're looking for. It hones in on a genre, gives you that genre. We got slasher genre. In that very opening scene, it announces right away, we get a slasher murderer, a guy with a nickname who goes in, kills some kids, having sex, having a threesome, as usual with American Horror Story. We're going to get the original thing we love, plus more, plus a lot more. It's going to be bigger, badder, nastier, louder, more intense, more modern. And since it's from uh, Brian Falchuk and Ryan Murphy, you know, it's going to have a little bit of teen-style glee drama in there. The gleeification of horror stories. But that's fine. Whatever. You know, of, of, of all the uh, topics that they have uh, touched on over the years, um, slashers are probably the most ripe for the gleeification. And that means, you know, the teenage drama, the relationship drama, the uh, quippy remarks and snappy TV dialogue that makes American Horror Story so much fun to watch, but also sometimes make it sit, feel just like um, it's not quite living up to the raw unedited, and sometimes um, less glossy nature of the stuff that it steals from. Like, you all know me. I love Friday the 13th movies. And one reason that I love them, especially the, the, the first few in the series, is because they were still very tightly tied to kind of gritty late 1970s cinema. They're still grimy. They're gritty. They're not polished. The characters... Very simple tropes, which these days feel like tropes, but back then, relatively new. And it just approached these things with that air sense of, um, it didn't know what it was doing yet. It was creating something relatively new. And that's why, you know, maybe American Horror Story sometimes just doesn't, you know, as much as I enjoy it, it's never going to be my favorite, absolute, most terrifying experience of horror because um, it, it's always referencing something else. It's always got some uh, underlying thing that it's talking about, whether that's, you know, the genre that it's uh, trying to pay homage to, like a slasher, or sometimes it's grafting, you know, modern concerns onto these old genres. And I'll give you one example. So we've got, um, uh, you know, our sexy uh, camp counselors, we got sexy ladies. We got sexy guys, and instead of just watching the ladies in that opening fitness scene, this comes right after the murders of 1970 when we fast forward to 1984, we get all of our main characters working out together, sweating like Jane Fonda, as she can feel the sex oozing off the screen. And yeah, sometimes it feels as though it's oozing because it's coming on so hard. 
And I realized that I just said, uh, you know, coming on and so hard, all sex references that will be made in this first episode, because that's what American Horror Story does. It knows you're thinking this stuff. It sets you up to think this stuff. It hits all the right buttons from a fitness class all the way up to the moment that we get the two beefcakes, two of our guys in the back of a van, a van that we all know from, uh, you know, slashers where people are smoking pot, driving around drinking beers, talking shit. And what do they do? We get the guys, not the girls, the guys, taking off their shirts, getting up on each other, flexing their abs, slapping back and forth, putting their faces next to each other. And it's not something that you would ever see in a true 1980s slasher movie because back then it was safe to have girls do that stuff, not safe at all to have guys getting close. Well, here we go. We got guys getting close just shows you that American Horror Story is taking some of these tropes that we love and flipping the script just a tiny little bit. Sometimes American Horror Story doesn't always follow through on where it takes these tropes in the first episode, you know, because we've got nine, uh, eight more episodes of this to go, nine episodes total, and that means that every single character is going to get their storyline, which can enrich the storyline, or sometimes, like it has done on seasons like I think of like Coven, where we get characters that just sometimes don't go anywhere, or concepts, topics like uh, flipping the script on sexuality, or introducing racism that just kind of either don't go anywhere or they resolve in very strange ways. And we'll see what uh, episode two has to do with it. Episode two, thoughts on that before I even watch it? Let's say it is titled Mr. Jingles, who in that very first episode murdered, of course, those kids in 1970, taking their ears as trophies and then slipping them onto his keychain, the keychain that gives him the name Mr. Jingles. And as we're getting that legend, we also hear a little bit about, um, oh, well, you know, flipping the script again. We hear that he was a Vietnam veteran, very explicitly a Vietnam vet who put the ears on there, and we learned that he did strange things in Vietnam. Very much implying that, you know, we understand these days the terrors and the horrors, the psychological uh, damage of war. Again, not something that uh, a 1980s horror movie would have felt comfortable talking about, or at least none that I've seen. Yet another thing you gotta love about American Horror Story, they literally throw everything in a blender and mix it up. I call it a horror smoothie. You get blood for the color. You get a dozen different genres just for flavor. You get some great character actors to kick it up a notch. And you get to spread it out over nine episodes. You get a big fat vat of horror smoothie with American Horror Story, throwing everything at you that you can imagine. And if you're a horror fan like myself, it's fun to get crazy people escaping from asylums, teenagers getting murdered at summer camp, a possible serial killer running loose in LA, myth, lore, legend, and of course, pushing the envelope with some kills, some gore, and some nastiness that, you know, you just haven't seen before. Like Mr. Jingles, who escapes the asylum by faking his own death. He fakes his own hanging and then murders an orderly at the asylum. Let's see where you go, American Horror Story. I am rooting for you the whole way through. I would love to see season two type stuff instead of that season three slog through the bog. Mm -hmm.